You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Good afternoon. This is episode 47 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmeyer here with John Wayne McMahon. John Wayne, how is vacation doing treating you, I should ask? It is uh, so far so good. It's only been two days. Yeah. Two and a half days, maybe. Yeah. Yesterday, I had, we went full vacation. That's good. Just spent solid family time. And Did you go somewhere? Where'd you go? We went to St. Arnold's Brewery. <laughs> okay. I can share that on the air, right? <laughs> you can, yeah. Well, they have great lunch. They really yeah. Do. So we went there, and then... Babies love beer. That's and, all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Luke was with us, so... Um, <laughs> uh, but that we did that for lunch. They have a really good lunch there. And then... Um, and then we came back home for a little bit. I took Lauren to go get some ice cream. That's always like cool. a win at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but just spent a lot of chill time. I'm gonna play some golf this week. Mm-hmm. Today I did some writing and catching up a little bit, and so it's gonna be a little bit of that. Still some work going on. Yeah. Can't 100 percent get away from it, but right. you're officially well, I, off the clock. Yeah. This is, I'll stay away from the office. I canceled all yes. my meetings. That's and, good. And most of my small groups and stuff like that, not 515. This is still happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, I, f- I feel special. Yeah, you should. You should. I do. But, but anyways, it's great, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. That's good. So we just came off of Holy Week, yeah. which was massive. Yes. Um, we had all the services. We had all the lead up to it. Yeah. Um, why don't we... Really re- kind of finally finished a series... Yeah, we did. Because cause Easter, we still preached in John, so it was kind of yeah. like it really flowed into the Make Ready mm-hmm, series, mm-hmm. so a lot a lot, of ha- a lot happened last week. Yeah, and it, it ended up in just a handful of really great services yeah, all around the church, moments. and yeah. some great moments that mm-hmm. uh, we all kind of were part of. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead and get us caught up on, uh, for anyone well, that just might have missed Holy yeah, Week, let's just kind of... Thursday, we had a Monday-Thursday service in the sanctuary where people served each other and like family members mm-hmm. and stuff like that served each other communion during cool. during the service and so um really centered around what it meant to be together to be one yeah and so there were some really neat moments of like kids fumbling trying to serve their parents <laughs> yeah. and like um just I, I don't know without going into too too much detail there's just there was some really cool uh, opportunities for for the clergy that were just kind of watching. We weren't serving, and yeah. so um, that was really neat, a special time. And and really, when you're you're considering what the Last Supper was look look like, mm-hmm. and um, I, I mean, I'll just echo some of the words that I said to close um, the that service. That I'm I'm assuming the Last Supper was probably a messy table. <laughs> yeah, that there was probably stuff all over the place, and um, but not only that, there was messy people mm-hmm. sitting around that table. And what brings us together is is that bread and the cup. It's it's the sacrifice of Jesus that could possibly make us one. It's mm-hmm. nothing else. And so it's it's amazing to go through Holy Week and to really trace the steps of Jesus and and to go through Monday, Thursday in that way. So that was that was special. Um, I skipped Palm Sunday. I just thought of this. Palm Sunday, the week before, they had kids waving palms and Mm -hmm. singing all over the place, and that was a great time. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of people at church last Sunday, too. And then 
And then so and then come back to Holy Week Friday, uh, Good Friday. We had two services. I heard the sanctuary service was great. Uh, um, I heard a lot of good things mm-hmm. and a lot of people there for that. The Vine service was the best thing I've ever been a part of. That's cool. I mean, it was, it was just incredible. I mean, the Holy Spirit was so a part of it. Um, great music and worship that was meaningful and led us through mm-hmm. the final moments of Jesus and his his sacrifice, and it just all came together in a way that was that was not because of leadership but was more because it, the focus was on Christ yeah. and so um, just powerful man a lot of cool things happening praying with folks uh, walking through really difficult times and we were talking about lament mm-hmm. and how the church has lost this discipline to mourn and to feel sad and mm-hmm. to feel sad about something happening to them or be sad about something they're doing or be sad about yeah. um, what the sacrifice on the cross looks like. Like, we just don't have the place of, of, of healthy mourning. And so we we're talking about uh, if we look at Jesus quoting Psalm 22 on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That psalm is a psalm of lament. Mm-hmm. And that psalm is quoted in different places in Matthew and Mark's telling of Jesus' crucifixion. And so it's really an interpretive key to kind of, or a lens to see the cross of Jesus, um, to understand what's going on there. And so I really think there's lamenting going on with Jesus when he says that. Like, there's a lot of things going on there. Like, people want to get caught up in, does God turn his back from Jesus in that Mm -hmm. moment? And is, is that the moment when all the sins of the world are on Jesus? He who knew no sin became sin. So that we could know the righteousness and righteousness of God. I mean, may, like maybe, but I don't think that that language of him quoting Psalm twenty-two was to answer that. I thought that was prayer language. Yeah. And so he was praying through distress. And so, if we look at Psalm twenty-two, uh, a psalm of lament. All of the psalms that are focused on lament have these risings and fallings of complaints but also perspective. And hmm. so all throughout, he's saying, God, you, like, where are you? Like, I, you haven't been around me, but then there's other times where like, but you're my shelter and you're my God and you have never forsaken me. You've yeah. never left me. And so um, I think that, I think that's what laments about is being very honest about our complaint and, and our difficulty. But we're also talking to the God that we belong to that's given himself to us. And so with that perspective, even in, Difficulty. I can still bring honest, hard prayers, but I can also see that God is good and God's moving around me, and so that's mm-hmm. that's key for lament. And and so we did some of that on Friday, Good Friday service. I, I want to go into a little bit how um, you posted a question on Facebook, mm-hmm. and you got like a, mm-hmm. a number of responses. Right? How did so? What what was the question you asked? So the question was um, essentially what. What is what is happening when Jesus says, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Does God abandon Jesus mm-hmm. in that moment, and if so, why? Yeah, I think that's almost word for word. So what? Uh, so the feedback you got or the responses you got, how did those kind of uh, like? Were there any surprises, or were there any like, like, oh, I knew exactly that this person would answer in this way, or kind of what was the the the, the spectrum so of responses I was, you got? I kind of knew. What's funny, like I knew some of my seminarian friends would 
would chime in. Yeah. Like we seminarians, if we're seminary trained, we can't we can't help but try and answer somebody's <laughs> question. Just let We've got go, right? all the answers. Yeah. And uh, I'm I mean I'm I'm kind of tongue in cheek yeah. if any of my friends that answered are listening. <laughs> um, but so I knew there was going to be some of those. I didn't know how people would answer, but I had a hunch that a lot of people um, would answer one of two ways. They would either say that God did forsake Jesus in that moment. Mm -hmm. If Jesus said it, it was happening, and that's because Jesus took on all of sin and all of evil and all of brokenness was heaped upon Jesus. And so God is holy and he is just. And so, yes, he loves the Son, but he's also fully just. And so that justice required for that kind of divide in that moment. Um, some of that like comes out of a theologian named Moltman, and you'll even see somebody quoted that, uh-huh. on, like um, at least some resemblance of, of kind of what I was saying comes out of Moltman. And so um, the only issues I have with like with that, like, well, let me not say that yet. Um, then the other kind of perspective is, no, 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 Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, they can't be separated. Yeah. like. Um, th- a lot of people said, well, this is a human side. There's This is human Jesus that's mm-hmm. like feeling this. But the problem I have with that is that I don't think Jesus's human side and God's side are just like completely separate and on and off switch. Yeah, like, like right the, now. <laughs> you can talk r- yeah, yeah, right, right now humans hurting, but God's okay. You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And so when, whenever we try to do that, that too much, I, I have a hard time. But I also understand, like, yeah, like, the Trinity, I mean, he just prayed in John 17, like, that I and the Father are one, and I'm mm-hmm. praying that they would be one as we are one. So if we're one, how can we, for a second, not be one? Yeah, and so, right. like, what does that mean? And so the Trinitarian theology erupt in there. The, the problem I have with Moltman is because I think it goes too far. Like, I just don't. I don't think it's necessary. And so the, the, the place I took was to say there's probably a little bit of all of that kind mm-hmm. of happening on the cross. However, I don't think in Matthew and Mark's telling of the story and Jesus using Psalm 22.1, he is doing that to share that God has taken his turn, his back to him. Right. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that that doesn't happen mm-hmm. because I don't know. I'm working that out in my yeah, head. Right. But what I'm saying is in Jesus quoting Psalm 22.1, I think he has the entire psalm in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think he's using prayer language. And he's evoking this, this terror of pain and hurt mm-hmm. and of embarrassment. And like not because he feels embarrassed, he took that on. Yeah. But just all of the ugly that was heaped and thrown at him. Um, I think he's feeling the weight of that. And he's also feeling the trust of God mixed in there. Yeah. Like he knows what's happening. He knows what's going on and what he must do. And so there's real agony mixed in there. But agony does not have to exist because God is all of a sudden out of the picture, Mm -hmm. even for just a moment. So I don't... Is that... There you go. It's cool. I mean, that that was really what I was was wondering, you know, how, how... It is cool. That's why I asked it because I... I don't. I don't think we have to like land in e- either camp sure. and just stay there. That's why I wanted to tease it out a little bit in Good Friday, and I think we did. I and think I think we there were some kind of good back and forth. Even people in comments loved doing there that. There were. Right? There really were. <laughs> there were some of my bosses that commented on this. Oh, and nice. So I'm gonna be careful how I answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I mean, there were some great theologians that were brought in to 
because of some of the commenters yeah. and like so there's a spectrum um, mm-hmm. you've got you've got Moltman as I've mentioned you've got Schleiermacher you've got all these people these incredible theologians that have kind of weighed in on what's happening and and that systematic theology um, and as a good Wesleyan it's hard for me to yeah. to to land in a systematic kind of place because yeah. Wesley was not a, a real he was not a good systematic theologian so <laughs> okay so that was so so there you go nerd nerd talk nerd talk yeah was fun um one thing i really enjoyed from the the, the friday night service mm-hmm. the good friday service was um we introduced this this cross that was very yeah. prevalent on the stage yeah uh, it wasn't there the night before or the sunday before it yeah. just kind of magically we, appeared. and friday we didn't tell anybody about about we, it we, we did just not had it there in fact um we i spent a lot of time just in my doing yeah. my talk about av nerd stuff mm-hmm. um kind of getting the lighting the yeah. way we wanted to, to do yeah. to kind of convey part of the emote the emotion of the Tenebrae service with blowing out the candles and the, the light gradually getting dimmer mm-hmm. and dimmer. Yeah. We tried to enhance that with with some of the lighting that we have yeah. up on the stage. That's great. You did a great job. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. At one point during the service, um, Carrie was next to me running the slides. And I was just like, I was excited. I was like, I, I leaned over to her. I said, I'm so excited right now. She's like, what? <laughs> I said, nobody here knows what's about to happen. Yeah. Right? No clue. They had no clue. And... Then we started gradually taking the light away, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, this is this is coming out." I think just exactly like I had it in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it could have been more more perfect technically. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, "This is going to be so cool," you yeah. know. And it really had the effect that, and it affected me. I mean, I knew yeah. what was happening. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, at one point I was like, "Yeah, this. I'm not crying. You're crying." You know? <laughs> but, um, so I was just really pleased that we were able to to do that and deliver that emotional yeah. both with your message with the the feedback we got on you know challenging people to what they thought jesus meant when he yeah. said why have you forsaken me and then the experience and then the cross which i know we'll get a little bit more into mm-hmm. uh talking about easter so let's kind of segue into that yeah so yeah it was good it was just great it was it was incredible and like i think what we saw friday is that um that art and mm, yes. you know effects and things like there's a there's a some cool ways that we can worship and then our musicians, if you weren't there, you missed um, just some of the best musical leadership uh, that that I've, I've participated in. So they led, uh, especially in the middle of a service, just led us through it really well. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, so Easter. Okay, Easter was incredible. It started for me at 3.15 in the morning. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Fortunately, not for me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and so- the band. Was, was yeah, the, ba- well, the band. The band. Um, so sound people showed up at the town center at five. Band five was there at like five okay. thirty. We yeah. were picking up the cross and getting it out yeah. there and all that stuff. So, um, so it was a full day. But we had so we we worshipped in the park. We saw more people than we've ever seen out there. I'm thinking. That's cool. I, I had a number that I think was too low because as we we're hearing about bulletins, I think we saw six hundred. Oh wow! Uh, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so six hundred people. That's more than we were under five hundred last year, and so. That's incredible to see that. I think go up a hundred every year for the last three years now. So awesome. that's pretty neat. That is great. Um, and then uh, standing room only at nine forty and eleven mm-hmm. in the vine, uh, just crazy. Um, I heard the sanctuary was packed the whole time, and so I haven't seen final numbers, but we've see, we saw I think a historic high. I think yeah. we probably saw more people than we've seen in a while, and so that's incredible. Um, 
And that just means that we're getting a, more people are getting to hear the good news mm-hmm. of Easter and and of uh, empty tombs. That was a lot of fun. So the cross we got to was really a center point, especially for town center for yep. me, because the cross was um, was wood that we found. I found out on someone's property that was debris from the hurricane mm-hmm. that like washed through somebody's like wood shop and house and yeah. stuff like that. And we found it like out in the middle of nowhere. And it was just a ma- it was a massive trunk. Yeah. yeah. Were you a, there with us? I helped when we I helped it you load it yeah, up yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and kind of dig it out from some yeah. other debris. To and get- so essentially, I, the non-creative in me, <laughs> I, I just see this. I'm like, that's awesome. I don't know what we do with it, but let's yeah. let's get it back. And so. And as we started talking, like, what if we could really turn this into a cross? And mm-hmm. so months later, here we are. And it's just incredible. Someone, a friend of ours, was able to mm-hmm. to work on this and carve this out and and put, like, the, the cross piece within it. And it just looks awesome, seven yeah. feet tall. But really, the point of it, to have it out in the middle of town center, a place that was completely flooded, to be able to say, the hope of the resurrection is like what this symbolizes. Mm-hmm. It's that the this hope can't be taken away. And so... In the in the flood, we were resilient and we were hopeful and we we rebuilt and we came back. But what the resurrection is is when we couldn't rebuild and we had no hope. God gave us hope that can never be taken away. Yeah. And so to be able to say that in the middle of town center and with that cross right there, with a lot of people that were flooded mm-hmm. and, and are probably still rebuilding, um, that was that was a a God moment and. I just think it's so. It was such a celebrate, a celebratory moment of of what God has done in the resurrection and what He can do uh, in all of our lives because the resurrection is still current. Yeah, and Jesus is risen means that we all can experience that over yeah. and over again, but also for the first time. And even if you've been around this message for 40 years and haven't gotten <laughs> it, you can get it. Yeah. And, and uh, God can can set you free. And so um, that was a cool, cool moment. Amen to all that. Yeah. But the uh, day before we went into Kingwood Bagel, which is just recently, literally just reopened yeah. this past week yeah. um, from the flooding, they have their watermark, just like we talked about yeah. torchies, which yeah, is yeah. the seven foot. Mm-hmm. Kingwood Bagel's line is about four foot. Mm. So that's literally, for you don't know, those of you who don't know, is right next to the park. Right, we were, yeah, right next we were to the standing. park. People yeah. had their lawn chairs out and were sitting there. They would have been underwater if they'd been sitting yeah. in those chairs. Yeah. So, all those apartments, first floor were out. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. So that was an incredible moment to, to be able to share that. And and really the heart of the message was, um, if we're looking at John 20, we're looking at the characters that um, are have encountered the tomb and what it means to go further into mm-hmm. the resurrection tomb. And so um, so I, I encourage you to go back and listen to the message. I won't say too much about that. I just yeah. I think one of the takeaways for me is what does it look like to be resurrected people on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, Wednesday, for sure. the next day, like... We should look like a people that know a secret that no one else knows, and then we're willing to share it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just, we should be, we should understand a hope that is just really big, and that really is a is a people moving together with a whole new perspective on things. Yeah. Um, and so too often we don't move and act that way, and so we don't get to witness to to our God and glorify Him because. We're not living lives that are that are held by a resurrection. Yeah, if if you didn't go back to work on Monday or Tuesday, yeah, and just have a different outlook on life and just the way you looked at other people you're passing through the mm-hmm. hallways, mm-hmm. 
um, you, you missed out. Yeah. But it's yeah. not too late. You can, yeah, you no. Can, there's I, do-overs. Don't worry about it. But. Really, really. And so, like, so for anybody that's that's been kind of in the point of the message was who's, who's walking on the margins yeah. and, like, um, had one foot into this and, like, one foot kind of – and really, here's the thing. A lot of people just don't know how they feel about the resurrection. And let's – like I, I hope that if anything, I was able to give you freedom to say maybe that's me. Yeah. Um. But but the resurrection body, Jesus, historical, literal, figured, physical mm-hmm. body to walk out. Almost said figurative, not figurative. Physical body walking out of that tomb. That is that means everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's a it's an ask for all of us again to consider what that means because if that is true, then death holds nothing over us. Uh, and it means that because of the resurrection, God's kingdom is already broken in. Yeah. And so for those of us that are raised in the spirit, um, then we are a part of building for God's kingdom now. Mm-hmm. And so I just want everybody to not, um, I just want everybody to experience that freedom and that salvation and not just be dancing around it. Yeah. And so what does that look like? It looks like spending more time in the word. It looks like um, getting plugged into a small group and, and asking some questions and, and don't be, um, don't, don't be so apathetic. I think that's what it is. Pray that your apathy would be dropped yeah. because if you can just lean in a little bit more and ask some questions and serve on, uh, you know, go serve on a mission trip or do just, just press in a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to, I think God can do something incredible in your life. And so that was, that was kind of my hope for all of us, whether we're regular church goers or not. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, friends, if you're hearing this maybe for the first time because we mentioned it yeah. over Easter, welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. This is a lot of what we do each week is just a little bit more encouragement, um, more practical side of mm-hmm. how we go a little bit further. Uh, just thinking through some questions and implications of, of what God's doing in our community. And um, you can always submit questions or ask us anything or give us feedback. You can do that at podcasts at kingwoodumc.org uh, with an email, or you can comment on Podbean. Mm-hmm. You can leave those comments there, or you can send any on any social medias to Jason Priestmeyer or, or myself, John Wayne McMahon, um, email, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Uh, find us, at us, and we would love to have you interact with us. Yeah. We're coming was, up in a year already. Yeah. We are, and it's... Uh, looming big I mean I'm like okay because we're kind of talking about some ideas that plans of yeah. big plans that we'd like to yeah. to take advantage of so as the technical guy it's it's now starting to terrify me <laughs> but uh, things have a have, have a happen have a habit of just kind of working themselves out the last minute just like this podcast does every single week <laughs> yeah. for me well I want to get you back to your vacation yeah to your paternity leave and uh, back to go play with that baby so. yeah that's right alright friends thanks well, for coming yeah. and thanks for listening talk to you later bye